YouTube because I was just like, dang, this is hard. Yeah. This is really hard. And I remember just being like, why is nobody putting out content about how hard this is? Mm-hmm. This is crazy. So, and I remember yeah, just thinking, I feel like so many more people would not give up or feel defeated mm. if they were really honest about what it took for them to get in the position they're in. Right. And so for me, I don't ever want anyone to look at my life or my business and think she had it so easy. This is so easy or I can do it too. And I'm not going to experience any challenges. And I, you know, my big message is you can do it too, but it's hard and it's hard, but it's worth it. Right. And so just like trying to give that over. I'm on a mission for maze, no matter how long it's gonna take. Back. I could just see it already. Give me that new Benz or the Wraith. Watching my own back where I'm from, it was never safe. Yeah. Need a hundred M's, it been a safe. Uh-huh. Last chance, life a movie. Roll another one and get baked. Mix the honor wealth with the Gucci. Yeah. You know when I get a in it. Uh-huh. I promise you gonna catch feelings. All you gotta do is hold it down. I told you I'ma kill these niggas. They telling me. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Between the Lines Podcast. First and foremost, if you're a returning viewer, subscriber, watcher, I appreciate you fully. Make sure you go back and watch the entire season one on YouTube, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, all audio streaming platforms. If you're a new follower, subscriber, or you're just tuning in for the first time, really appreciate you. Welcome to BTL Podcast. I'm the host, Marquise Elliott. And today we have an amazing, amazing, amazing guest for you, Ms. Renee Bull. I appreciate you. I love it. Let's see. I love it. I appreciate you getting on. Um, real quick, man, just tell us a little bit about what you got going on, right? Tell people about what you, who you are and where you're from, and then we're going to dive right into, you know, the nitty-gritty. Yeah, well, I appreciate being on the show. Uh, what do I got going on? So much now, but um, so I'm from Delaware, and um, I'm an entrepreneur, so full-time entrepreneur since 2018 when I quit my job with with no backup plan, I do not recommend. Mm. Um, but uh, right now, I run a full-time agency called Helpful Digital Marketing. And so we provide paid advertisement to service-based businesses to help them increase their leads, traffic, and sales. And so, yeah, it's just been sort of a journey these last five years of sort of figuring out my purpose, um, unlearning things, being very fearless, a lot mm-hmm. of crying, moving, and just believing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, made it to the end of 2022. Super grateful, I super happy to share. 2023 stand up. Yeah, you know, so um, and, that's and, it right now. And, you know, you spoke, you, you kind of got right into it. You said that, you know, you, you put your back against the wall. You, yeah. Quit your job and you kind of went all in. But I, you might as well just start there. You know, <laughs> you might as well just start there since you already brought it up. Um, yeah. Tell us about, you know, that, that entrepreneurial experience. You know, I, I study you. I watch your clips. I study, you know, what you put on social media. And you give a lot of, um, you show a lot of vulnerability when it comes to posting the, the content that you post. Because you want the people to understand that it's a lot of work to be put, be put in. Yeah. You know, when doing this type of stuff. So kind of talk to the people about what your journey has been like. Um, some of the things that you've had to overcome. Whether it's just been not, you know, getting the success that you so desired as soon as you wanted it. Um, how was that for you when you first started off your entrepreneurial um, experience? Oh, my gosh. It was horrible. When I first started, I was so clueless. And I think when you start in business, you really don't know how much you don't know. Mm. But on social media, it seems like everyone is just an expert. And they quit their job. And their business took off. And now they're buying their mama car yeah, and a house. Stuff. And then you're at home. And you're like, I didn't make no money today. Actually, I didn't make any money last week either. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and you're just confused. And so... I really like to share on social media, of course, what we're doing in the business and how I'm building, but more so like the realities of things. And I think it dawned on me back in 2019 when I I quit my job in New York. I had no backup plan. This was like 2018. And I had swore I was going to be a flight attendant for like years. She got right to it. I thought I was going to be a flight attendant for years. Um, Because to me, it was my dream job. Like I wanted to travel, you know, you could fly for free. So I was like, I'm set. I don't have to do anything else immediately hated the job like a year in I was getting sick all the time um and I just felt a pool of like there's more for me to do mm-hmm. and I feel like that's kind of like that that inkling that a lot of us get when when we, we know that we're there's purposeful yeah. there's something we're supposed to do you get uncomfortable like you just can't keep doing it and so I think that came and I feel like in life that that happens to a lot of people you get that feeling and you really only have two decisions to make you either trust your gut and you go forward in faith and it's like very scary, but you do it scared yeah. or you ignore that feeling and you end up, you know, facing a lot of regret. 
And so I'm not about, like, facing regret. I'm very much about, like, we're going to figure it out. Yeah. I do wish I had figured it out with a savings. But, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, hindsight no, is twenty twenty. But at the time, I just, I just quit. And I was just, like, I told my brother at the time, I was like, make me a flyer. I'm, I'm running an agency now. There was, like, 20 different services that yeah. I didn't even know how to do. Yeah. <laughs> but I was like, I mean, we're going to figure it out. We're going to figure it out. And um, I think what really made sense at the time was I was trying to figure out how I could add value Mm. because I knew like I wanted to do something of importance but it wasn't like I wanted to be famous or like a social media content like I'm creative but in a way that I'm like I I'm always the person that sees someone's vision and can enhance it Mm, and I think back you know before I knew this was something you could get paid for I just thought it was very opinionated right and so I always was like people would come to me and be like what do you think I was like well this is dope but what if you did this they'd be like oh I didn't even think about that right so now I get paid thousands of dollars to do that but back then I didn't know that you could monetize that skill set to be strategic and things like that and so um I think betting on myself was the first step and then really figuring out what I could do with the skill set that I had naturally, how I could hone that yeah. to really monetize that, to build, you know, a company and to be able to provide for myself and my team now. And that takes time. Mm-hmm. Like, that is a learning curve. And mm-hmm. so I remember making a video on, on YouTube because I was just like, dang, this is hard. Yeah. This is really hard. And I remember just being like, why is nobody putting out content about how hard this is? This mm-hmm. is crazy. So, and I remember yeah, just thinking, I feel like so many more people would not give up or feel defeated mm. if they were really honest about what it took for them to get in the position they're in. Right. And so for me, I don't ever want anyone to look at my life or my business and think she had it so easy. This is so easy or I can do it, too. And I'm not going to experience any challenges. Right. And, I, you know, my big message is you can do it, too, but it's hard. And it's hard, but it's worth it, right? And so just, like, trying to give that overall view of, like, this is the reality, right? If you want to accomplish great things, it's going to be hard. You're going to experience fear. You're going to get scared. You're going to want to quit. I want to quit all the time. But you keep going. And so I, I hope to be that voice of, like, reason and also just someone who's able to showcase the reality so yeah. that when someone else is feeling like that at home, they don't feel like a failure. They feel like it's normal. Mm, I yeah. love it. I love it. And just kind of hearing all that, I mean, because th- this is coming from a woman's perspective. Yeah. And I know that, you know, there's going to be a lot of ladies listening or watching that that might be that aspiring entrepreneur or want to or have that goal or vision. But as women, you know, you, you, you are a lot more emotional. And it's not a bad thing, but women are a lot more emotional Can than men. Can be. Right? Yes. Can be. So it's like... I'm an emotional man. Oh, and me too. But how can, <laughs> how can like a woman, like just speak to the woman specifically, like for you, how do you develop that, that mindset of perseverance though, right? Like what is some habits, some, some tactics or some, some routines that they can do to probably help get them out of that, that drought, if, if, if that makes sense. You know what I mean? Like a lot of women, you know, they, they want to do things, but they don't necessarily have that belief system that, that they should. So if you're speaking to another woman, how can you inspire or motivate them to say, you know what, you can necessarily do exactly what you want to if you're going through this this phase, being that you was able to persevere through not having a savings, right? You know, quitting your job unprepared, but you figured it out. Mm-hmm. How can somebody be inspired to do that same thing? I would say my brother got, gave me great advice because before I even started my business, I was in school for communications and I wanted to be a um, an entertainment correspondent. Mm-hmm. And then I quickly figured out I didn't want to do that either. <laughs> Said, I I've, had, I've had so many jobs, so many jobs and dreams. And then I, I sometimes you got to experience what you think you want to and know that it's not what you want. Specs. That has happened many times Facts. in my life. But I remember one time he was I had told him um, like one of my um, idols at the time was Valicia Butter. I think her last name is Butterfield. And um, I was like, oh, I really love her. And he was like, oh, have you read her book? And I was like, no, I haven't read her book. He was like, how can you say you love someone or that you look up to someone or someone's your role Mm. model and you haven't literally studied everything they've done? Mm. And so as a woman, I would say, don't get discouraged in not understanding how to put all the pieces together um, at the first step, right? A lot of times we don't want to get started until we see the entire plan. And what I would say is find someone whose life, whose business, whose family, whose 
um, just anything inspires you and study them. Mm. Like it could be anybody. I, I, I'm really big on like define what you want out of life because what I want is very different than what you might want. Yep. And so a lot of times we attach success to what it looks like it should be mm. based on social media or society. And um, a really good book about that is is called Company of One, where it just talks of and Big Leap. These are both really good books that you should just read as a person um, aspiring to do anything in life. But it really talks about how we can compare ourselves to someone else's level of success. And if we really take a moment to just step back and assess, do we even want that? Wow. (laughs) Like, do I even want that? Or because it's been shown to me that this is success and I'm comparing it to where I'm at right now, I feel like a failure. Mm. And so the the book kind of talks about how, like, companies make half a million dollars. They make a quarter of a million dollars and they take off, you know, for the rest of the year and they go vacation with their family because that's what success looks like to them. Whereas someone else wants to make a $10 million company, you know, that's what success looks like to them. But it has to be defined first. And so as women, I would say, really define what kind of life you want. Like, I get up and I work because I love it, but also because it's it's part of the life that I've designed for myself. It works for me. And so, you know, find those role models, find those people who align with the vision that you have for yourself. Study them and and get to work. Honestly, I love it. So let's let's kind of pivot a little bit and talk about just, you know, what it is that you do. Right. Obviously, Mm -hmm. you you do Facebook ads. You have your own agency. Yeah. Uh, Excuse me. Um, So tell us more about it. You know, what exactly do you offer? What exactly do you do um, so that people can really understand what Facebook ads and how you can really monetize on these social media platforms? Why is that very crucial for, you know, especially at a time like right now? Because, you know, I was just having a conversation and I was just saying, like, right now, everything is social media, social media, content, 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 content. Mm-hmm. And I know what you offer. It can, you know, it can it can go very well. So how can, can you just tell the people real quick about what, what you got at your agency and what you guys do? Yeah, I think so. Essentially, at the fund, like at the foundation of every business, you need traffic. You need to constantly be getting in front of people mm-hmm. in order to get them to either your website or maybe your order page or your sales page. Um, and so, for me, once I figured out that my impact to help businesses is to help them with their visibility, mm. right? I come from a family of entrepreneurs. Exposure. exposure, right? I come from a family of entrepreneurs. My dad's been an entrepreneur his whole life, so like over 30 years. And so I've seen the ups and downs of business. Mm-hmm. And so for me, I had this thought of, there are so many good business, I mean, great businesses that fail or that just go under, not because they're not amazing, but just because no one knows that they exist. And so Facebook ads, paid advertising kind of evens the playing field because just like we see now, you could be scrolling online, you see an ad, oh man, I didn't know that restaurant was around the corner, right? That's helping to drive traffic and exposure and awareness. And so I get to do that every day now. Businesses come to me and usually I ask them, you know, what's your objective? Are you looking to get more seats in your chairs? Maybe you're a barber. Maybe you you have a salon. Maybe you're a a nail stylist, right? What is your objective? What are you trying to achieve? And then the strategies that I use in our agency is that we run ads on Facebook and Instagram. And so The really cool thing about advertising is that you're able to really pinpoint who it is that you want to get your ads in front of. And so when business owners come to me, my first conversation with them is, who is your audience? Who are you trying to get in front of? And I think that one of the things that a lot of business owners can do is get to know their customer really, really well. Because once you know who... Uh, is going to invest in your business, who is going to spend money with you, and you can really dial that down to a T. Like, I know that women age 25 to 30 living in the Midwest, um, you know, that specific is is really what we do in the agency where we're able to really target and and help get that exposure out. Um, But I've been doing that, and the other part of my business is really just education. So I do do... Um, Facebook ads starter courses where I just teach you how to generate your first $1,000 with ads. And so I think my thing is I I want to expose you to what's possible for your business. And so making that first $1,000 is like, oh, if I make $1,000, I can make $2,000. If I make $2,000, I can make $10,000, right? And so it's like you got to get people started but not overwhelm them too much because it can Mm. be complicated because it is a skill set. But I think if you're dedicated to getting started and learning, it's something that will pay off for 
the rest of your life. So, so question. So when, when it comes to doing like, you know, that type of work. So I hear you say that it could be a little tiring or exhausting or overwhelming, I should say. So do you actually are you just teaching them how to do it or are you developing it for them? Both. So most depending on what they purchase. most businesses, depending on where they are, advertising long term is something that your business has to be prepared for as far as the ad spend goes. Got you. Right? So if you're uh, one year into business, you really want to be strategic with the money that's coming in. You don't want to have right. too many expenses. You kind of got to get savvy, you know, when you first start your business. I get that. And so for me, my, my thing is, if you can't at this time allot a budget for marketing and okay. hire an agency like mine or someone else's, you should empower yourself as a business owner okay. to understand at least the fundamentals of it so that when you're at a point where you do have that budget, one, you can't get scammed by, by slouz, like sleazy agencies because that's <laughs> yeah. a big one. Um, and then two, you'll feel empowered knowing your own data. Um, mm. And so for me, it's really about like an empowerment and education on one side. And then when your business gets to that point, which hopefully once you learned how to do, um, you know, the strategies and the courses, you're able to get your revenue to a point where you do have that budget yeah. to be able to invest in an agency. And that's when we we come in and we take it over and we were able to scale you to that next level. Got it. Amazing. Yeah. So how did so when it comes to actually, you know, doing this skill, um, how much work did it take for you to actually become great at it? Like, <laughs> is this, you know, because I, I think you have to mm. put put in work to be great at anything before you can start actually benefiting from it. So yeah. when it comes to, you know, doing your Facebook ads and doing courses, how much work actually goes into that craft, right? I feel like people don't really see that, you know, from you guys. So what are some of the things that you, like some of your responsibilities on the back end, how tedious is it? Like how much work went into it for you before actually being able to say, you know what, I got it, let's do it. I'm ready to take it on. I mean, it's only hard when you don't know what you're doing. And um, when you get started, you don't know what you're doing. And mm -hmm. so I would say uh, I didn't have as many resources when I started because there were a lot of people sort of gatekeeping when I got started years ago. And so they were selling information on how to run ads, but some of the information was wrong. Mm. Um, some of the information I applied, it still didn't work. Um, and so honestly, it took, a, it took time and money because with paid advertising, you can't just, it's not something that you could just decide, yeah. I'm doing great at this. Mm -hmm. It's very much quantifiable. And so everything is, is, is results back to data. And so you can't just wake up and be like, I'm killing it. No, you're not, because the numbers, the numbers are going to tell you if you kidding. are or are not, gotcha. you know, converting at, at the level that you need to for your ad spend. And so I would say it took a lot of me like, oh, my goodness, I used to <laughs> I used to just be like in Facebook groups and asking questions and, and and looking at videos and just. I did so much studying. I was obsessed with it. Honestly, I, I, I met a guy in 2018, Gamal Codner, and he did a speech. He, he had like a presentation about how he was doing um, Facebook ads for e-commerce brands and how he had scaled to like six figures in a month. I had never heard anyone talk about making that much money in my life. Mm. Um, and so one he planted that seed to expose me to paid advertising. And from there, I just was like, I was just absorbing everything. Like I would just, I mean, it took me a good, I would say two years to really feel like very confident in the strategies that I had learned and, and really like implementing it and getting results. And even when I was getting results, I was still very much like doubting my own myself. And, mm -hmm. and if, to go back to your question earlier for uh, advice to women, it's don't doubt yourself so much because it's so crazy. I knew what I was doing for a long time, but I was yeah. so I was still so scared because I was comparing myself to other people and thinking, oh, maybe people are getting better results than the results I'm getting or da da da. Come to find out, I'm doing amazing, which I'm like, you're probably doing amazing too. So. Right. Um, you know, but to answer your question, it took a long time and it, and it doesn't stop. Absolutely. I'm still reading. Things are still changing with ads all the time. It's it's one of those things where you're always going to be a student. Gotcha. And I'm OK with that. I love learning. I love figuring out how to do things better, more efficiently. It's just kind of like the way I am. Um, but I will say that it took some time and I was working on this every day. And it still took, you know, a year or two years for me to really feel confident and 
really start building a team from then mm-hmm. then on. But getting that skill set down now, it's much easier um, to do my job. The hard part now <laughs> comes in leading a team, mm. and that is very difficult. That is not what people talk about. It is very easy to make $10,000 by yourself. Mm. I believe it. It is. Now by yourself. It is much harder trying to manage a team of two, three, four people to operate in the way that you do. Because a lot of times with entrepreneurs, it's like, I know what to do. It's like, cool. But you got to tell these people what to do and to the level and the standard that you need to execute. And so that I would say the most difficult thing that that has that has come up this year is leadership. Wow. I am like always calling my mom and dad because I mean, they've been entrepreneurs. They've, they've, you know, they lead teams. And I'm like, I need to talk to somebody. I need to have a hard conversation. How would you say this? I'm like overwhelmed. And I'm like, I don't know. And what do I need to prepare? And how do I prepare my team better? How do I encourage them to work hard? How do I, you know, it's so much. What systems do I need in place and how, how much budget? And like, there's so much that goes into it when you start to include other people in your business. And right. so I would say learning a skill is, is the easy part. You just got to be diligent and consistent. Really building your business to where it, it can operate outside of you right. is a journey. So at what point <laughs> did you feel like Helpful Digital Marketer was ready to expand, though? Like, when did you know that you were ready to say, you know what, I, I'm, I'm, I am where I am pers- by myself, but now I'm ready to take on, you know, other individuals and open up the, the, the business a little bit. Oh, you know, because you're dying inside. Got you. Because you're burnt out and you're you're just done. But even if you're burnt out, right, that some people just might not have the, 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 need, the means to, to be able to branch out or expand. So how would you... So let's take out... Let's take out the... We're going to get to the burnout side because I actually got something for that. But aside mm-hmm. from the burnout, just you as a business owner mm-hmm. or you running your own shit, like, how do you know when it's time for you to expand? Like, do you have the right resources in place? Do you have enough, you know, revenue coming in to be able to, you know, split up the, the, the money that you make? Like, when do you know as an entrepreneur, I'm ready to have a team? Because some people just want to start businesses and mm-hmm. have teams. But <laughs> it's like, I don't think people be ready for teams once you just start. You got to do the work first sometimes. So when did you know that it was time to, like, open up? If yeah, that makes I, sense. You know? I agree. I would say this before I even go into that. If you're burnt out, but you don't have the means to afford a team, you need to, you need to increase your prices. Ooh, that's different. That's, that. that's, okay. that's number one. Okay. Um, Ooh, okay. Because if you're burnt out and okay. you can't afford to hire an assistant, okay. you need to increase your prices. Okay. Ooh, I like that. I, I'm trying, I think I got something. But, but, to, but to answer, if you're at a place where you're like, I wonder if I need a team... Um, I, I would say think about it like this. Once you understand um, how to do your, once you have a process in place that you've done repeatedly. So like in the agency, from onboarding to offboarding, we do the same thing. Okay. When I when I before I had an assistant or contractors working with me, I was doing it all myself. Right. But it was the should. same thing okay. for client one, client two, client three, client four. Right? We had a repeatable process. You have a blueprint. You have, you have a repeatable okay. process. Once that's in place and you're charging what you need to, you should have enough money. I'm not saying to bring on a team of five. Yeah, you should have enough money to even start with bringing on an executive assistant. Bring on someone who's going to be able to respond on your behalf, mm. who's going to be able to do customer service on your behalf so that you can focus on other parts of the business. Right. And if you can't afford an assistant and you're burnt out, I say this again, you probably need to raise your prices. Oh, so man, that's, a, that's a nice one. I've never heard that. Like, I've yeah. never heard that. So. When you say burnout in prices, how does that correlate? So does that mean because you're burnt? So if you raise your prices, does that mean that because of that, you're going to now be able to hire, obviously? Does that what that, like, what is, what is that? You're going to be able to. philosophy behind that? So for me, when I first started, I'll talk about, I'll talk about me, right? Because yeah, I can sure. only share my perspective. Sure. Yeah, when sure. I first started, I was charging maybe $1,400 for the service that I now charge $7,500 for, right? And so it wasn't a matter of my skill set getting better. Mm -hmm. It was a matter of being exposed to what was actually the standard in my industry. Mm. A lot of people are undercharging. One, because we get into entrepreneurship, we really don't know how much money 
Um, our skill set is worth, number one. Wow. Okay. And so for me, part of the, the journey for me has been getting under people. Again, it goes back to what I just said, getting under people who are where I want to be and studying them. Wow. I've had coaching and wow. I've invested another one. I've invested thousands of dollars for me to get the information to know I need to raise my prices. I need to do market research to see what other people are charging in my industry. Why are you marketing that you're the cheapest? This is not a flex. You're tired all the time and you're the cheapest. This does not mean you're winning and you're going to be unable to expand because you are literally you're selling yourself short. You're selling your skill set short. And you did not go into business to keep hustling. Wow. You go. You went into business to build the life that you wanted. And so for me, like I said, once I got the realization that when I was undercharging, mm-hmm. extremely undercharging. How, how, how far in were you when you found out that you were? This was like year two. Year two. Okay. Year two. Right? So all the people that got me in the beginning. Yeah. <laughs> right? They get you in the beginning. They do. They, they get do. lucky. They definitely do. But when you know you when you know better, you do better. I love that. And so one of the, the things that is really important about getting this information is you do have to at some point invest. You have to get into the rooms that you need to be in. And mm-hmm. a lot of people don't want to invest in the beginning of their business. And it's not even the beginning of their business. I'm gonna be investing for the rest of my business. There are people wow who are where I want to be right now, and they're constantly sharing what their coach told them. At no point are you ever going to be so far removed that you don't need help, that you don't need insight, that you don't need support, that you don't need community. And so I would get very comfortable in, one, investing in yourself and investing in your business Mm -hmm. because that is going to... That is going to give you the return that you need to set up something that is going to be able to mm. really have the foundation to bring in the help and support that you that you want. But uh, but a lot of times, if your hands are so tight on your money that you don't want to invest in support in, in education, you don't want to invest in coaching. That's when I find a lot of times when people do see no way of hiring or getting help. Got it. Yeah. Wow, that's damn. That that's a that's I never heard that perspective before. That's that's really dope. Yeah. So this is kind of going to be a little bit a little bit different. But so a lot of times nowadays, and this is the reason why I'm asking this, is because mm-hmm. a lot of the things I see these days is people love to be innovative and and do many different things, but they lack integrity. <laughs> and, and I say that because yeah. people you know post a lot of things or they just try to you know this this content era is just crazy. I just mm-hmm. see a lot of bullshit on it. Mm-hmm. So for you personally, what's, what do you think is more important and explain why? And I'm sure I know what your answer is going to be, but is it innovation or integrity? There's so many great ideas out here, but the, the integrity behind it, I don't see is authentic for many people in my eyes. So just your personal um, philosophy, just you thinking about it, your experiences based on what you see, what's more important for a creative or entrepreneur, innovation or integrity? I think you can have integral innovation. I I, I, I truly I truly tell people when they first start um, working with me because a lot of people come to me and they have been burned by someone who was innovating, <laughs> but not really, um, not really just they're just not doing their job. Mm-hmm. And so a lot of people come to me sort of burned with really bad experiences and it's unfortunate. Um, but the one thing that I reassure them is, listen, there's integrity in all that I do. Right. And so one, I think it's important for you before you start as a creator, or a business owner to really identify what your values are. Mm. The values of helpful digital marketer is that we are integral and that we want to give our customers an experience worth reliving. Mm. Right. When I go to some of the service providers here, or just anywhere, right? You know you've gone to places and been like, I ain't never going back there. You would not relive that experience. And so the foundation of of my company is, I want you to be like, man, I would work with her. I would work with her again tomorrow. I would work, I would do everything over again because that's how enjoyable, that's how great the process was. And so I think that a lot of times it can be easy to get caught up in in, in not being integral and and going with the flow, doing the trends and just hopping on board when you don't know your own values, when you haven't established them, right? And so I think that for me, it's sort of my North Star. There are deals, collaborations and business ventures I will never do. 
because they don't align with my but values. They don't vision. align with my, my company values. Mm. And so I think when you have that structure in place, it's very hard for you to fall into the temptation to sway or to get invested with things that you know go against what you stand for. I love that. Yeah. And, and I got a question for just your business specifically mm-hmm. in terms of the success that you've had, because obviously you've had your trials, your tribulations. You had the moments where it was very difficult, challenging. But when, when you now that your business is at its peak, right? Now that you, well, I mean, yeah, now that it's your growing, bi- it's yeah, growing, now that your yes. business is moving, um, now that your business is necessarily you know at your peak, how do you kind of? I know that you got it. I'm trying to find the right way to say it. I know that you have like your team in place to obviously do things that so that so that you can focus on other stuff. Mm-hmm. But like, how do you kind of? Um, I'm trying to find the right word for it. It's like I had it, but I'm trying to think of the right word for it. It's like how do you kind of like backtrack all of that success and, and like keep just getting better if that makes sense you know what i mean like you go from starting a business and it being very complicated to now your business is at its peak now you have a team how do you go back and just kind of backtrack you know like some of the some of the the the, the errors that your business has had and, and kind of not make those same mistakes like how do you just kind of keep it keep it going if, if, if that makes sense i was trying to actually but i can't Find the right word right now. Yeah, I, does I, that make sense? I think there has to be a very high level of assessment. So, like, even now, go. we are auditing everything we did this go. year. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I'm like talking to my sister, and I'm like, we thought this was a good idea. This sucked. Let's gotcha. not do this anymore. Gotcha. Right? Like, so there, there is a level gotcha. of having to assess and also be open to things changing. Mm. Like, I think for me, when, yeah, when I first started, I was like, we're going to set this in place. And this is how, this is going to be the way we do things. And then, like, two months will pass, and I'm like, I hate this. Yeah. We need to change this. <laughs> yeah. And so you got to be flexible. You got to be open. It's like a journey. I, I think, too, like, I don't ever believe that I've reached a peak because there's always something, there's always else. something else. Like, right. last right. year, I, w- I would never think that I would be here. And then two years ago, I wasn't that. even thinking I would be having to, right. you know, right. look for books on leadership right. and really think about how I need to improve so that my team can, you know, be at their full capacity. I didn't even know that was in the cards. Right. I was just trying to pay my bills. That's right. True. And so it's like one understanding that it's a journey. And at every single stage, there is something that you're going to be so proud of because you've accomplished it from the last phase, but there's something else that you're going to have to conquer. And so for me, it's like, I do a lot of self-assessment. I do a lot of journaling. Um, because, and that's why I work out so much because I'm like, you can become overwhelmed. You can become stressed. It's very easy you know, when you start to take on other people and other expenses and it's, it's, it's such a challenging journey that you really have to find ways to assess where you're at, not become obsessive about where you want to go so much that you don't appreciate what you've been able to accomplish, mm-hmm. but also stay very vigilant to go and accomplish, you know, that next phase. And so... You know, I, I don't believe in balance. Me and my brother talked about this before. I don't believe in balance at all yeah. because I think that what works for someone else might not work for mm-hmm. me. I never have the same day twice. You know, I'm not one of those people who are like, I get up at 5 a.m. and uh, <laughs> that's, that's the key to success. Yeah, I'm not getting up at 5. Yeah. But, you know, what works for me has worked for me. And so I think that you just got to assess that. You got to assess where you're at, where you want to be, and then just continue to strive, you know, every day. Yeah. Why are KPIs um, important to measure your success? Or what are some KPI things that you do to measure yours? Yeah, so key performance indicators are really important, especially because in my business, everything is data, right? And so we can't just go into a meeting and be like, we're killing it for your company. And because we said so, we're killing it, right? No, we have to literally have key performance indicators. Hey, we were able to, from your $5,000 in ad spend, generate $30,000 for you. So that's a KPI of, you know, 6X return on your money. Um, And so for me, I think a lot of times when it comes back to being able to measure where you are, I think... When you're able to do that, you're not as reliant on your feelings. And so a lot of times in business, we do this thing as, you know, business owners. I don't feel like I'm doing enough. I don't feel like I'm expanding my business fast enough. 
I don't feel like, right? These are all feelings. These are not quantifiable. Mm -hmm. And my therapist always tells me, just because you feel something doesn't mean it's true. I love that. But when you go into your KPIs and you see numbers, oh, and the day you don't feel like you're doing enough and you go into your KPIs and see, oh, we've been able to get this many people into our website or we've been able to post this much on on Instagram and on Facebook and we've generated this much traffic this month. And we've been able to right? you start to see your progress in real time and so you don't have to rely on your feelings. You're able to rely on facts. And so for me, I just think it's important for you to document everything in your business. One, so you know, if you're are you going up or are you going down? Uh, what's working, what's not working so that you know where to put your energy. Right. A lot of people are just kind of going with the flow. I go based on the numbers. So analytical. That, that's, I I, listen. So I, I kind of want to go back to something real quick that you had mentioned. You were saying something about specific, like just looking at your data, data, data. So there's people who can, can look at their data and, you know, numbers can be moving and moving and moving and moving. And obviously you teach the ads and all of these things, but what happens when they, they take these courses or they, they have these ads and data is showing one thing for about two or three days, but then the data shows another thing the next three, four, five days? Does, when it comes to advertisement, does it stay consistent or does, do you have hit or miss days? Like, how do you keep it at a consistent you know, increase, if that makes sense? Yeah, so there's a lot of, um, I would say, when you're talking about ads specifically... And just like even if you're talking about organic, there are days where a post could go, could go for you. It's going to mm-hmm. go. And then the next day, you don't go. Right. It don't mean shut the business down. It don't mean shut your Instagram down. Right? And so it fluctuates. I think that it's the same way. Organic's a little bit more up and down with with paid ads. You can kind of, we can manipulate it more because we're really in control of it. Who is that? Is that our people? Or oh, that's other people? <laughs> I'm like, somebody cracking up. <laughs> Oh, damn, I feel bad. They got all that. Are they interviewing? No, but they got, like... I'm taking the water real quick. Yeah, go ahead. My bad. We're going we to wrap it up soon. Damn, I thought that was too bad. Who is it? Uh, I don't know. It's, oh. just, it's just people that live here, I guess. Mm. It's like, it's not my spot. I'm, I'm just taking over your spot. That's all right. They don't know we don't live here. Like... Um, where should I start? Should I say the question? question? Yeah, I don't even remember what the question was. Um, what did I say? So you were saying something about... Okay, I'll just ask the question again. So you mentioned something about data and numbers always, you know, always looking at the numbers when it comes to your business. But, you know, when you look at data, sometimes data can show, you know, an increase, meaning that it's always going up. But then you can also see that there's some days where the, the numbers are going down. How do you keep the... How do you keep a consistent, you know, level of increase when it comes to, you know data, whether you use ads, whether it's organic, like how do you kind of manipulate that a little bit? Yeah, I think so, so for, for us, we're not measuring by day per se. So like we usually give things on a, we do weekly by weekly reports. And so we kind of are trying to see, OK, what's happening week to week, month to month and, and sort of learning from that data. So there is a learning phase. I would say that's really important to where you have to understand what actually is working. You won't know right out of the bat. That's for organic and paid ads. You won't know right out of the bat what's working. And so once you get those, those, um, I would say those metrics back that are indicating to you what is actually converting well, whether it's again, organic or paid, that's when you sort of lean into that. And that's when you're able to see the more, I would say more promising results um, increasingly over time, but I would say a lot of people don't want to invest in the learning, the learning phase. And also, I want to point out the learning phase could be a year long. Like people always ask me, well, how long should we try this strategy? Well, how long? You should do it for a year. Yeah, give yourself some time. <laughs> you haven't been sending emails. You should send emails to your list for a year and see what happens to your to to your conversions. You should post for a week. You should post three times a week for a year. And then see what happens, right? I think sometimes we're doing the right thing, but not long enough. Got you. Yeah. Got you. They look for that instant gratification. Yeah. And, and it's funny that you you bring up just the organic and, like, you know, paid ads. So, like, sometimes I hear people say, oh, I don't like doing advertisements. I don't like the, you know, paid ads. Not that there's a problem with it, but is there, like, a difference between the two? Like, what's... I know organic is just like when you don't use ads and you just mm-hmm. have people naturally following the page based off of if they see it, shares, all that good stuff. But, like, what's the issue with people wanting to use paid ads? Is there a thing that they just don't want to, 
Like, why do people not choose to do that if that can help bring exposure to your business? Is I it because that, they don't know them? Like, what, 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 why does it... Bother? I think there's two things. People are just not educated in how paid advertising works. Work, okay. Um, and so either they've tried it on their own and they've failed, which is easy to do. Got you. Because you do need a strategy. It's not as easy as it was gotcha. five years ago to hop on and get lucky. You really have to know what you're doing. Mm-hmm. Or two, there is a misconception that people think they are running ads. Got it which I talk about a lot, which is boosting your post on Facebook and Instagram is very simple. When people, they give you like these metrics and they're like, you can reach 10,000 people if you click this blue button on Instagram. Don't click that button, y'all. You're wasting your money. And so I think that's why my biggest biggest thing with my platform is I really try to educate. Like, Uh hey, you're wasting your money. Surprise. Um, and, and try to get people the understanding of what is possible and sort of point them in the right direction on how they can educate themselves. And so there are people that are very much against paid advertising, but it's funny because I see a lot of those people are now running ads. And mm. so I think it really comes down to just understanding how much paid ads can benefit a business owner. You're never not going to want to re- reach more people. You're never not going to want more leads. You're never not going to want more sales. Right. Be for real. I love it. You know, so ads is, is, is a way for you to do that for your business. I think every business owner should have it. I think they should have it and they should have the understanding on how it can be applied to their business. Got it. Now, I appreciate that. Um, we're going to make another pivot. We're going to just tap into you a little bit, uh, just personal stuff. So, I uh, saw so one of your posts and you've discovered, you discovered that you had, not discovered, but you told everybody that you were diagnosed with uh, PMDD. Yes. Yeah. Um, and you were talking a lot about um, just that time frame. So if you can just tell us a lot more about that experience and how were you able to cope with that? How did you overcome that? Um, and just, just because I feel like that there might be, again, people listening or watching that might experience these, you know, these, these issues or disorders but they just don't have the courage to continuously go. You know what I mm-hmm. mean? But you always show up, right? You found a way to, um, I try. you know, persevere. You try, exactly. <laughs> so just based off of what you've done, you know, can you open up a little bit about that so that the people watching or listening can say, you know what, if I'm dealing with this because she did it, I know I could do it as well. Yeah, I, I didn't. It's so funny. I released this series about PMDD, which is premenstrual dysphoric disorder. And I didn't, I had filmed that like in the beginning of the year, like Q1. And I didn't release it till Q4. Oh, wow. And so I didn't realize until I was releasing it Q4, like this quarter, I was like, man, I still had some shame um, to this, this whole diagnosis that I didn't know was there. Um, and I think what it was is because I'm very much a doer. Um, and as an entrepreneur, I, I truly believe if you want something in life and you work hard, you can do, you can, you can accomplish Absolutely. anything. You're very much in control of your life. And so when it comes to things like disorders, you are very much not in control. Mm-hmm. And so for years I was struggling with something that I just thought I wasn't mentally strong enough to just snap out of. I wasn't mentally strong enough to power through. And so I think with being diagnosed, it gave me the opportunity to explore giving myself more grace because it was almost like a, you're not crazy. You're not lazy. You're not being, you know, irrational. This is something that is out of your control. And so I think for me, my message with, with sharing that with my experience, and that's again, what I'm really big on is like, listen, this is what You're I'm going yeah, through. For sure. This Please. is what's happening with me. I don't yeah, know what's course. going with you. Maybe it'll hit you, you know, maybe yeah. it'll connect with you, maybe not, but this is where I'm at. Right. And so, you know, the response was like crazy, you know, like hundreds of people reaching out and just sharing and being like, I never knew. I feel like this too. And so, you know, I, I truly believe that again, like if we were all more honest about where we're at, so many more people would be okay with where they're at in life. And so for me, it's like, yeah, I have days where I just can't do it. Um, and then thankfully being diagnosed, I'm very much proactive and I work out a lot and, um, I try to do, you know, as many healthy supplements to keep my body, you know, in shape and my mind sharp so that I don't fall prey to my disorder. But there are days where I just can't do it. Right. And, you know, Thank God that I'm at a place where, you know, I have support and I have my business and I have that flexibility to be able to just be like, be able, I can't do it today. Um, but I would say for anyone who is struggling with something, cause I know I have a lot of friends who have ADHD and they have different things that really are challenging, you know, mm-hmm. give yourself grace because, you know, at the end of the day, like we only get to live this life one time right. and I'm not big on like 
bullying yourself or like talking low to yourself, talking down to yourself. Some days you just can't do it. Right. And sometimes, you know, somebody says, said this and I love this and I say this to myself when I'm having hard days. You had a bad day, not a bad life. You know, just, just lean into that day and it's okay. And then get back to it after that. I love it. And for, for you kind of, you know, coping with all of that, how do you... Just entrepreneurship as a whole, because I feel like a lot of the things that's that's occurred, you know, from even when you started as a flight attendant, right? You know, mm-hmm. a lot of things were kind of piling up, but more so when you were just on your entrepreneurship journey, that's where things really started to, you know, take its toll. So for you, despite all of that, um, what do you enjoy the most about entrepreneurship, right? Just, you know, it seemed like, obviously, like you said, you're a doer, all this, like, what do you really and truly enjoy you know, with entrepreneurship. We know that the typical person that doesn't like, not doesn't like entrepreneurship, but the typical issues of entrepreneurship, you got to put time in. It's a lot of work. I mean, we all know that. But aside from that, what do you enjoy about it? Like, how did, how did it make you, you know, prepare for life? You know, how did it make you who you are today? Yeah, I like that question. I think, <laughs> I think that it just illuminates this idea that I've always believed that everything is made up. Mm-hmm. Like, I literally... <laughs> I literally run, me and my friend talk about all the time, we're like, wow, people really trust us and they pay us to do, you know, what we're good at. Like, I stay home and people send me money to help them make more money in their business. That's insane. Yeah, that's dope. Um, And so I think, like, to me, it just assures me that, you know, God really put us here for us to flourish. Right. And so when I look at entrepreneurship, I'm reminded that, you really can have anything that you want. And I'm not even anywhere close to where I want to be, but every day I'm like, dang, three years ago, you did not think you were going to be here. That's crazy. What can we do in three more years? And so I think entrepreneurship has just showed me that the the opportunities and, you know, the things that you can achieve, it's endless. Like, whatever you want, you can have it. And I've unlearned so much stuff to where, even when I have conversations with people, I'm like, you really believe that. Like, you really believe that this is all you can do. Wow. And so for me, I'm like, there is nothing that that I believe I can't do. Um, and uh, <laughs> I feel like once you're in that sort of group of people uh, as entrepreneurs, we are insane. But it also, it does prove to you every day when you're able to achieve those things that you once thought were impossible, that literally nothing is impossible. And so I think that's just kind of, that's just kind of, how I feel about it. Yeah, it was hard, but it's, it's a very worthwhile journey. Yeah. yeah. So where do you see yourself in the next uh, the next three to five year time range? Where, where, you don't got to say too much, obviously, for stuff that you can't disclose yet. But where, where do you see yourself, you know, just thinking back, you know, past year, two years? Where do you see yourself within the next three to five years? It's a business, personally. Um, where, where do you see yourself? Self-reflection question. Yeah, I think my ultimate goal is to build out uh, an education platform. I want it to be where mom and pop stores, small businesses can come and learn how to make more money. Like that anyone can come and learn how to make more money. And so I, I think I'm just working on ways to, to become more accessible and, right. and sort, of, sort of dive into what that looks like long term um, to reach more people, to provide more resources um, that are free of charge for people who really just need information to get started, encouragement to get started. Um, and so I think just looking on ways to expand what I'm already doing. Yeah. And then I really, really, my big goal is really to get to a place where I'm just a consultant, where you're just calling me, you know, to come into your business and, I, you know, I'm telling you how you can get from, you know, one million to three million, three million to five. Like that's my ultimate goal is to be able to go in and really be a mover and shaker and help put the pieces together for people. Um, always in service to people is really where I feel like my purpose is. Dope. Amazing. Yeah. And when you look back at everything, is there anything that you regret or would you do differently? Just your whole entrepreneurial journey. I don't regret anything. Um, because I truly believe that I was supposed to do everything that I did. Um, what I would encourage people to do <laughs> from what I know <laughs> what about, you know. <laughs> what I know, what I know now is, um, if you want to start a business or you have a business, don't be so quick to want to leave your job. 
There is something very special about being able to work in an environment in which you are not desperate. Mm. And I would say a lot of the things that I had to learn and a lot of things that I had to um, endure early in my entrepreneurship journey was because I had no other choice. And so I think it's very powerful for for the people who are building businesses, scaling their businesses, and they have nine to fives. Be very encouraged to receive a paycheck and build your business. Be very encouraged to have benefits and, and, and build your business. I would say that it can do nothing but benefit you. Of course, at some point, you're going to have to take that leap. But don't be in such a rush to prove a point um, that you miss out on the sort of ease and blessing that you can, uh, that you can have while working and building a business. Anything that you could tell us uh, that you haven't said anywhere else? <laughs> or like anything that... any news any an exclusive an exclusive (laughs) that the people don't know that you can say that you can say obviously but this isn't arrow to 2023 so like it's not anything that you could give the people exclusively if if it's none it's okay yeah there's nothing crazy there's only one idea in my mind but i don't know if i'm gonna do it so i don't want to say i don't like to say things that i'm not sure i'm gonna do but stay tuned (laughs) Okay, fair enough. Real quick, how can the people uh, stay connected with you? Um, Let them know your platforms and things that sort. Yeah, best way to stay connected with me: Instagram at helpful digital marketer, Um, and I am also on Twitter at Renee C. Bull. I do tweet a lot, so hit me up on either one of those platforms. You can visit my website at helpfuldigitalmarketing.com to get any of my free resources, free trainings, or join one of my courses to get started learning how you can increase your leads, profits, and sales. Wow. So very well spoken. Well, that's all we got for y'all today, man. If y'all appreciated it, uh, make sure y'all like, comment, subscribe. It'll be available on all audio streaming platforms, YouTube, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio. Renee, you killed it. Thank appreciate you. you for taking some time out. Um, Thank and just you. good luck appreciate with everything, you. man, for real. Good luck Thank with your, you. your platforms. You're doing a dope job. I study you to a T. Thank um, you. Um, I love the value that you give, but good luck. I'll have you back on in you know, a couple Very of years. Very excited. You're going to be making millions. Yeah. I love y'all. Peace. Yeah. Get, Get to the cake. I'm on a mission for maze, no matter how long it's going to take. Back. I could just see it already. Give me that new Benz or the Wraith. Watching my own back where I'm from. It was never safe. Yeah. Need a hundred M's, it been a safe. Uh-huh. Last chance, life a movie. Roll another.